holding the line for the conservative movement. This is Stacy on the Right on Sirius XM Patriot 125. Welcome, friends. Welcome to Stacy on the Right here on Sirius XM's Patriot Channel. Don't you love it when a plan comes together? I do. So let me tell you who's joining us right now. We have my sister from another mister, bestie, 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 Lynn Patton. She is so phenomenal and no one better that I would prefer to speak with uh, tonight about uh, something that really hit me like a ton of bricks when I got the news. Uh, Lynn Patton's a senior advisor and director of coalitions for Donald J. Trump for president 2024. Thank you so much for coming on, Lynn. Thank you, Stacey, for having me. Of course, you know, I wish it was under a different circumstance, but it's always great to join your show and talk to your listener. Thank you. I, I, I know we've, we've actually, we've, we've seen each other quite a bit over the last um, couple of months because, of course, you know, former President Trump made his big announcement about hitting the campaign trail again, and it was, it was yeah, a beautiful time. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, and and it was so nice to see you and just to be around some of our, you know, it was like old old home week, you know, just being together. It was. But I did notice that um we didn't have diamond and silk in in the house and it was it was, you know, how it is sometimes schedules don't work, sometimes things. And so I I didn't really feel it was that odd, but then all of a sudden it felt really out of the blue learning that um Diamond passed away. And so, of course, there's been the usual suspects out there saying horrible things and, you know, making this about themselves instead of what it's really about, which is a wonderful, beautiful person who is gone right. too soon. But I wanted to kind of just go through the timeline because you've known both Diamond and Silk a lot longer than I had because you you were a part of the early, early days, uh, the escalator days. And, the you know, the, the <laughs> before I, I I've always known who President Trump was. I watched every episode of The Apprentice. Right, and my husband right. used to watch it like football. We loved it. Um, but there's also, you know, there's there's knowing like watching on TV and then there's knowing and having personal relationship with which you have worked for the Trump family and been friends with them for just a very long time. And so you were there at the very yeah. beginning when Melania saw their videos and told President Trump, you have to meet these women. And he immediately jumped on yeah. it and, and and friendship from the ages was born and they were immediately plugged in and they did have their own unique way of representing the president and freedom and Americans and their own belief system um, that that'll never be forgotten. But talk to us about how it all started, because I, I think a lot of people don't understand how deeply this, this ran. I'd be honored to. Um, and it was great to see you at the announcement. And <clears throat> for your listeners, we even went out a little bit afterwards um, just <laughs> yeah. to celebrate a bit. Uh, but uh, Stacey's a, a character. I love it. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, to go back to Diamond, of course, uh, why we're here. Um, yes, for those of you who don't know me, I uh, have been with the Trump Organization uh, since 2009, and of course, when he came down the golden escalator, um, it was an honor to be there right at the bottom um, with the rest of his family, who I've become very close friends with over the last 14 years um, that I've known them. And I'll never forget sitting at my desk one day, <clears throat> and there's, there's different versions of this story, but it's very similar to what you just said I guess it just depends on who you talk to. But I remember Michael Cohen, and we kind of treat him like Voldemort. Uh, he whose name <laughs> shall not be said. 
<laughs> I mean, I what, what, who can phone. doubt why? I mean, we we get it. It's, right? Wow. Gosh. I remember Michael Cohen coming to my desk because we were actually very close friends at the time and saying, Lynn, you have to turn on your computer and check out these these girls. He's like, you know, they're huge Trump fans and they're just fantastic. He's like, you know, so it could be that the boss told him about them or that Melania told him about them and then he told me. But whatever the case was, um, and I'm sure Cohen would take credit for it if he was on your show right now. Oh, but if he could, he whatever would. Whatever the case was, <laughs> um, we all agreed that they were just the best thing since sliced bread, and we were cracking up so hard. We were crying. They had us crying of tears of joy and laughter because they were just so funny and so honest and so just spot on. And, you know, I think one of the things that people underestimate about Diamond and Silk is that their comedy, uh, you know, was sometimes depicted as maybe them not being smart or maybe them not being, like, so plugged in or, or just making jokes. And it couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, any good comedian knows that when you're, when, you know, you are successful in that genre, you almost have to be doubly smart um, because being witty and being quick um, is something that, you know, doesn't come naturally to most people. And um, to me, that takes, you know, an extremely intelligent and extremely, you know, uh, wor- worldly and well-read person. And that's mm-hmm. who they both are. Um, in fact, they always used to go around saying, vote red, remove every Democrat. And I swear they would just come up with this stuff, like, just off the top of their head, you know. Um, very quick, very impromptu, very sharp. So, you know, we got in touch with them and I believe, uh, you know, made arrangements for them to come up to Trump Tower to meet the president, um, well, the candidate Trump at the time. And it's funny because whenever Diamond used to tell the story of how she became a Trump fan, um, she used uh, North Carolina dialect uh, because there was a phrase she used to use that I used to tease her about because I didn't understand what it meant at first. But she said when, you know, he came down the escalator, she turned on her TV and then called her sister and said, Silk, you got to turn on your TV and watch this man because he is spitting truth, right? But instead of turn on your TV, <laughs> Silk always used to say, girl, you better cut on your TV. So... She's, you know, whenever she would tell the story, she would say, all I know is I came out of the shower and I turned on my TV and there he was talking about putting America first and, you know, people coming into this country that don't appreciate it. She's like, and next thing I knew, girl, I called up my sister and I said, Silk, you better cut on your TV because Donald Trump is on there and he is running for president of these united states she would say <laughs> and uh <laughs> i mean i can hear it in her voice it, just like right? you say it <laughs> she would say these united states with with yes, emphasis not the not those yes, not would. the united states but yes. these united yes. states <laughs> yes and and from that moment on you know a dream team was born and uh it was it was just a beautiful thing to be a witness of and 
you know, I'm going to say something to your listeners that somebody said to me the other day and I started cracking up. Um, they were just like, you know, I don't know if you know this, Lynn, but Donald Trump was Simon's boyfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what? And I was like, she goes, yeah, you could not tell her any differently. You know, like she was committed to this man, you know, heart, mind and soul. And it was just so funny the way she said it. Um, I just couldn't stop laughing. She's like, you know, Diamond has a boyfriend and his name was Donald Trump. Um, and when you say it like that, it's just so true because she she just loves the man so deeply. Oh. You know, yeah. I, I knew I couldn't get through this without crying, but, um, you know. It's been really rough. We loved her. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard, especially because, you know, everybody, like you mentioned, on the internet is talking about how she was sick for a long time, how this must be COVID, um, how, you know, karma and all this horrible, horrific stuff. You know, I will never understand how people can celebrate the death of another person simply because of politics. Um, that goes on both sides. But it, it was and the I same as what they did, Lynn, during during. Remember when yeah. Herman Cain passed away? It's the same as that. Herman the things Cain they said. And her, yeah, yes. They, in fact, Herman Cain was trending the night the diamond passed away for that very reason. And it's just. It's grotesque, it's disgusting. and I, I truly wish that, you know, God grants these people the humanity and character and compassion they so desperately need because, um, you know, and I hope God grants it to me because if I see it, you know, I'm going to beat this person down because it's just, it's just, it's so just unfathomable and unconscionable that you would wish, you know, good ill will on anybody, and they did the same with Rush Limbaugh, they've done the same with with, you know, obviously Herman Cain and others, and it's just, it's sad. But um, but um, what I was going to say is I think one of the reasons why it, it was so shocking is because <clears throat> I actually spoke to Diamond and Silk together about five or six days before she died. Um, I was actually in the grocery store. My phone rang. I saw that it was Silk. And I almost didn't pick up because, you know, I was in the middle of the grocery store. I was trying to get in and get out. Mm. But something told me to pick up the phone. And I did. And she had looped her sister in, Diamond. And in typical Diamond and Silk fashion, they just started rattling off all these things that Donald Trump needed to do. <laughs> now that impromptu strategy call. <laughs> yes, it was a, it was a uh, aisle three strategy call. And um, basically, they were telling me, you know, he needs to push back on this. You need to tell him that, you know, all the great things um, that, you know, they always did over the years. And and they were dead on accurate with every single suggestion um, they made to me that day. I ended up talking to him throughout the entire time I was in the store. And, you know, I didn't hear any sort of, uh, you know, weakness in her voice. I didn't hear her struggling for breath. I didn't hear her sounding sick at all. In fact, she sounded rather normal. So, um, you know, and she was home, you know, she wasn't in the hospital. So it just, it really came as a shock um, because 
if she was sick back, you know, in Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, as, you know, people on the Internet claim, she certainly wasn't sick in the days leading up to her death, at least not that I could hear. Um, and so, you know, when I heard this, um, it just it stopped me in my tracks. Um, the day she died, actually, Silk had been blowing up my phone. And um, again, you know, I answered it. And she was just like, you know, I need the president to call me right away. And it was a Monday and, um, you know, I knew he was in the office. So I called his assistant. I just said, you know, Silk needs DJT to call her. Um, You know, can you make sure that happens, you know, such and such, you know, hour or so. And, you know, his assistant was like, yeah, sure, of course, Lynn, no problem. And, you know, an hour went by, an hour two, and I texted Silk, and I said, did he call you yet? And she said no. And then Laura actually called me and said, um, you know, uh, that Silk was calling her, and she was wondering if it was, you know, uh, she couldn't talk at the moment. She was uh, compromised, and so she couldn't pick up the phone, and she wanted me to text her and tell her that Laura couldn't answer the phone. Um, and, you know, if it was urgent, call me. And um, I said, well, that's funny because she's calling me too. So mm-hmm. that's when I knew something must be wrong. And I called, um, you know, the president again, and I said that, you know, please prioritize this return phone call because something is wrong. She's calling Laura now. Um, and a part of me wishes that I had known why, but I understand why Silk wanted to tell the president first and I think that's very respectful and it speaks of the type of people they are and how much respect they have for him still um and then of course as we all know the president then put out his true social statement and I just collapsed to my knees because I couldn't believe it It was true oh and it's still kind of unbelievable This isn't something that is like, you know, you kind of, this is the thing that goes on with grief, whether, because I did did not know her as well as you did, but I spent enough time with her for this to matter to me because I can't think of a time out of all of the different events, all of the times I saw her, CPAC, I mean, I just, all of the things were running through my mind and she would be thronged by people. The two of them would have throngs of people around them. And if oh, I was, they couldn't go anywhere, they no, couldn't go they were, anywhere. They were so well loved, but I, they, they had so much to give because usually with that level of notoriety and people always wanting to take a picture and shake hands and they would just smile and accommodate, smile and accommodate. Right. I never saw them oh, say yeah. no, always. you know, or we we're in a hurry or we need to get here or there. They would just stay as long as they needed to. They would sit and take pictures and then for people like myself, I remember especially when I first met them, I didn't think they'd remember me, and they did. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, I, I kind of thought, well, you know, it, again, it's having dealt with people who have a lot of no- notoriety. They're not always the nicest right. in person, right? They're they're great. They're good at what they do, but they're just not the nicest. They're They're annoyed. You know, they're constantly being accosted. And they were the same, only without the annoyance. Never an unkind word. Never... The kind of brush Never. off, always smiling, hugging, saying hi, asking about my kids, 
remembering things that I'd mentioned in passing. I'm thinking, how could they possibly remember, you know, that I mentioned uh-huh. her daughter was graduating from college and they asked how she was doing. Uh, I remember we were in Georgia for the big announcement on, on you know, the infusion of, of investment in the black community. And we were having breakfast. Oh, right. and it was a, a breakfast yeah. that they had before we walked over. And they were standing off to the side and I had my little portable microphone that I plug into my phone. And I was like, girls, I know you're eating. And they were like, what? What is it, girl? What is it? I was like, well, I'm just thinking we could do a quick interview right now if you wanted to. And they, they immediately put their purses down and turned around and kind of struck a pose. <laughs> like, what What we doing? Aww. And I said, well, let's talk. Let's that talk about why we're here. Them. And so we were talking about why we were in Georgia and all of the different people who were there. And it was just the greatest little impromptu chat. And then afterwards, when they were picking up their purses, I started talking about how cute they were. And then they started going into the purses, the shoes, the dresses, the, and, and how that came about, you know, what they were wearing. And then they complimented me on my outfit. And I was like, oh, stop. They were like, they no, were girl, you got to look point. good. Yes. They were. And they were always so <laughs> nice and funny. So we just stood there and laughed and talked. And as we were breaking up, you know, they they got their purses. And then someone else came over and they started talking and I was getting ready to go out and I saw some other people that I knew. And so it was just kind of just ping ponging around the room. And it struck me that they were smiling and, you know, I, I wasn't sure I saw them get anything to eat and there were sausages and eggs. And I was like, you better get some sausage <laughs> and eggs. And um, she said, well, I've lost some weight. And I said, you look good. She was like, girl, I know I'm looking good because I'm working hard and I'm looking good. And I was like, I know. And so we, we, you know, we kind of walked over together and mama King starts singing a, a hymn and we all broke in singing together and walking. Aww. And it was a beautiful moment, but it was also every single time I saw them, they were that way. And that is a very yeah. special quality to have it as a public person. And especially when they could have just been snobby and it still wouldn't have mattered. People would still love them to pieces because they were the ultimate in warm ups for the rallies. They were the ultimate on the videos. They, they gave the best interviews. They Everything. interviewed people in the best way. They just, they were very talented and they took a lot of flack because they were constantly over the target. But they never once shrunk back from it because, you know, Lynn, when you believe in something and you believe in it because it's bigger than yourself, like the concept of a country or the concept of, you know, our people in America being exceptional and being great. And the concept of President Trump being one of the first and only and few billionaires to articulate that so well, kind of a modern day right. Ronald, Ronald Reagan in a lot of ways, because he said things that other Republicans were afraid to say. And they were his champions and cheerleaders and supporters, but also kind-hearted, generous, really fun women who made every bit of that time they spent working for and with and, and you know, on behalf of President Trump and the campaign and, and Americans, they made it fun and they enjoyed themselves. And so yeah. this is really the end of an era for us. Obviously, we still have and Silk. People, but, absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, people... Uh, almost didn't even believe they were real sisters. You know, when I first met them, um, you know, and it was just they were they were almost the same person. They were they were almost twins, even though they mm-hmm. weren't. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's just my heart breaks for Silk. I've talked to her almost every day since her sister passed, and you know, sometimes she can't even speak. I'm just listening to her breathe. It's just. It's it's just so sad, um, and you know she's just shattered. Um, she's it's debilitating. You know, I told her, thank goodness her husband is there and her family is there and her kids, 
And, you know, I'm just like, so did you eat today? You know, make sure you're eating, make sure you're getting your rest. Mm. And she is, you know, um, she said her husband made a steak that she just had to try. Because <laughs> mm, it looked too good. good not to, mm. um, you know, but uh, it's just, uh, it's been, it's been quite a week. Um, and, you know, the irony of it all is that if Simon were here, she would be yelling at you and me, Stacey, for wasting all this time talking about her when we should be talking <laughs> about Biden's classified documents in his garage and $54 million donation from China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She would be like, yeah. now you all know you shouldn't be wasting all this time talking about me when there are more important things to be talking about. But of course, you know, it really kind of puts things in perspective when you lose somebody close to you um, so suddenly and unexpectedly, um, you know, and politics is our world, your world, my world. Everybody, it's what we do. I know. It's what we do. But it's it's, it's a mission, do. too. It's a mission. It's, yeah. it's our world, but it's a but mission because day, we're doing it for America. Right. It, that's exactly. why we're doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, health and family and friends, you know, I mean, there is no America without that. So it's just it's been a tough, tough, tough road, um, you know, and, and it's funny because you were talking about how they always just stopped and, you know, no matter what they were doing to take pictures or selfies or with fans. And, you know, um, the way I got so close to them is the very first campaign, Laura Trump, Katrina Pearson, Diamond Silk, and, of course, Omarosa, the other person whose name we do not say. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I saw her in the pictures on your Instagram. I was like, woo, yeah. oh, Lynn went all the way back. I know. Woo. I was too sad to cut her out. I was just like, I'm, I'm too lazy to do that. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were on the first bus tour for the first campaign, and we crisscrossed this country. And, you know, when you're on a bus with somebody, you get very close. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're staying in these tiny motels, hotels along the way in rural America, urban mm-hmm. America. And we just all became such sisters. In fact, it wasn't until halfway through the bus tour that we all realized that Laura was the only white person on the bus. <laughs> that's, that's how close no, wait a minute. we were. Uh, I mean, we all know Laura is white, but I also have seen right? the Instagrams of her listening to the rap music and bopping along. So we're going to go ahead say. and... Honorary, I, I guess. Say, yeah. Don't challenge her. <laughs> don't challenge Laura Trump, Eric's wife, to a karaoke rap off of oh. any sort of '90s hip hop because you will lose. You will you, lose. You will not but, um... be disappointed. <laughs> I, so I've seen. I mean, you've yeah. even shown me some of the videos of the two of you guys in the car when you and I were in the Uber on the way back to the airport. I was oh, thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was sitting there thinking, am I really sitting here with, you know, in the back of the Uber with Lynn Patton laughing at videos of Laura Trump? I guess I am. And, and exchanging, <laughs> uh, texting back and forth our dog pictures and sweaters. Yes, I am. So, <laughs> but these are the times exactly. that make everything so sweet. Exactly. Like th- these but, times, um, that's the how pictures. Close we were, we were just a family, mm. you know, and, yeah. uh, we didn't see skin color. We didn't see age. We didn't see anything. We were all just there for each other. And, and, um, and, you know, we still are. And, uh, um, I don't know if I can tell your listeners, but, you know, stay tuned because there will be 
a celebration of her life, um, and the details of that will roll out um, by Silk when she's ready to share that information. Well, I can't wait to to see what we'll be able to do to come together to honor her life. And um, I know she would be saying, you know, what about what about the weapons and armament going to Ukraine instead of going to our troops and the Navy, yeah. you know, <laughs> complaining about that. And she, she'd have a lot to say. But she also was the kind of person who I, I remember the two of them, how kind they were and how gracious um, there was so much nastiness on the Internet about Herman Cain passing. Uh, and the two of them were a class act. They just they defended him and his family and they stood for the rest of us in some spots where, you know, it was just so hard to take Herman Cain suddenly passing away and the nastiness yeah. that was going on. And they rose above and kind of set the example. Don't engage. Don't get in the mud with these people. We're talking about a great man who lived a wonderful life and had a beautiful family. And it's the same thing here now. I've seen some Amen. of the tweets. I've seen some of them and I just refuse. I will not lay down yeah. on the ground with people who are slopping around in the trash that they're, they're jumping into a dumpster and, you know, having a party. They can get in there by themselves. Um, her life was too special mm -hmm. to me to waste it on that. And And you're right. She would want us to keep on working as hard as we can to return yes, President Trump to the White House and to do the things and to do it having a good yeah. time to to make it Absolutely. look fun and have fun doing it. The best way to honor her is to keep fighting the good fight, folks that are listening. Um, keep posting the lies. Keep exposing the truth. Um, you know, that is the best way to honor her. That is what she would want. Um, her sister, obviously, when the time is right, is going to set the record straight about everything from her death to, um, you know, uh, the last few months of her life to, you know, to what she would want and how she would want her legacy to shape up and, and be. Um, and, and I look forward to that. And so I implore everybody listening not to speculate, not to assume, um, you know, uh, Silk has flat out said it wasn't COVID. So we can stop those rumors now. Um, she's threatening to sue any outlet that claims that it is. Um, mm -hmm. So that sounds pretty convincing to me. Um, so, you know, it, it, and at the end of the day, it's really none of our business. You know, it's, I, I don't know it's, why it matters. If she matters. had a heart attack, if she, got, you know, right. whatever it was, she's gone. And we need to celebrate her life and, and remember, you know, what she's done. Um, and, and that at the end of the day, she's a sister a daughter, you know, um, an auntie, and it's it's just, it's tragic. It is. And, and the thing that we have to remember when we see everyone, you know, these, they're ne'er-do-wells. They're the kind of people who never, they never have anything nice to say. They never post any funny dancing videos. They never laugh. They're just always constantly pounding on black conservatives. We have to remember that these yeah. are not people we can convince. We can't, we can't move the needle oh, with these yeah. people. So well, it's a waste of our time. Threat. You know that. Right. Yeah. Right. You know so, that. So it's a waste. So a waste if, of if precious time. If we're their time. biggest threat, then Diamond and Silk were like, you know, uh, uh, unprecedented. I mean, they. Mother they of all bombs. <laughs> like the, the one mother President of Trump bombs. dropped over Thank in you. Afghanistan. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were. And, and Silk it. will still be that. Um, you know, given yeah. some time, she'll, she'll still be that. But I, I, I just think, you know, we close ranks around her in the same way they close ranks around us when it was Herman Cain. And, and this is, this is the, the stuff that life is made of. 
It's when we're down and we're hurting and we support each other that it matters the most. And so we were there together laughing and now we're together crying and it just, you know, it keeps on going because that's what grief is when you are kind of bebopping along and thinking, uh, you know, I think I want to ice Starbucks and then you were, you know, kind of hits you. Oh no, Diamond passed away. And you feel like you're going to break yeah. down crying, but you're out in public thinking, you know, I can't be breaking down out here. I don't want people to think I'm mentally ill. So you're, you're, you're trying to figure out what to right. do. And so this is it. I woke up in the middle of the night three nights ago. I was like, wait a second. And I just it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was, you know, just laying there thinking this is unbelievable. But here we are. Yeah. And so we just have to keep on doing what she would have encouraged us to do, what mm-hmm. she would do which is we have to keep working and there's so much work left to be done. And so much work, so much, so much. And doing that work will bring a certain level of satisfaction to us that she, that's what she would do. And also just to honor the friendship and the time and the effort and, and just the beautiful moments. She she left us so many beautiful moments to laugh and smile about. So many. So many people are posting videos of them laughing and it's just, it's infectious, you know, um, you're laughing through tears because they just had that killer laugh together. Um, and, uh, it breaks my heart, you know, to know that Silk is, hasn't laughed in, in quite some time now. And I hope she does again. And I'm sure she will when she's ready. Mm, she will. But the thing for all of us is you know, when, when we think of Diamond, we think of, well, how could we continue to carry on the legacy um, that the two of them carved out? It was a legacy of laughter, of fun, of kindness, of beauty. Um, it was of integrity. It was loyalty. It was loyalty in the face of insurmountable hatred. Um, it was smiling through the pain sometimes. And it was carrying Amen. on. It was carrying on. So, you know, when things like this happen, we have to carry on. And she would tell us to do that. She would say, oh, girl, you better carry on. Absolutely would. She would. She absolutely would. So um, it's okay to cry. It's perfectly okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to let that, (laughs) let those tears go. But also we just keep on getting up every day and doing the best we can. And, And it's a great reminder for us when when God decides to pluck us up and we're going on to be with him, we want to be sure we did everything we could and we left it all on the table. And I know, true. Lynn, that she left Very it all on true. the table. She left it all on the field. And so yeah. that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Amen, my friend. Thank so, you so much. I just thank you for coming on tonight. It's such a tough conversation probably the toughest one we've ever had because usually we get to laugh and you know poke fun yeah, at the ribs. yeah uh, you don't <laughs> cry on radio but i'll i'll say right you're probably the only person i would want to have this interview about diamond with Aww. and thank i was you. so grateful thank to see you. you posting all week because it was a chance for me to kind of relive yeah. and remember it was an honor to come on and do this because you know what i know she would do the same for us um and you know it's she would honor us and she would want people to, to know all the good, you know, stories and personal things and, you know, everything that she could share about us. So, you know, it's only right that we do it for her, too. 
Amen. Well, Lynn Patton, Senior Advisor and Director of Coalitions for Donald J. Trump for President 2024. Thank you, sister. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you, sister. All right. And we will be back with more Stacey on the right after this. Stay there. <laughs> 